Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, sweet pleasure seekers. First, I was going to say, well, 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 welcome. But then I switched it up and it just came out as, welcome, which works well <laughs> for this show because, well, you come here sometimes. So that happens. <laughs> Good times. You can hear the laughing and the snorting in the background. That's my co-host, <laughs> Christine McIver, joining me tonight. <laughs> She's she hasn't. She's not drunk, guys. She seems that way. It's all good. <laughs> she's the CEO of Inspired Choices Network. She has. She's also. <laughs> she's gonna make me. This is gonna be a show of just us laughing our heads off. She's also the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show that you can listen to on Wednesday nights here on Inspired Choices Network at 8 p.m. EST. Um, or for people who are particular, we are in EST now. It, we gone back to standard time, not to daylight savings time. So if you really want to get specific, we are in the correct time zone, November 4th, 2019. So I'm working with the correct time frame time names. I know you guys are worried about that. And tonight, so tonight Christine's joining me. Christine, well, other than being the owner, CEO of Inspired Choices Network, she's also a holographist coach which means she basically changes your reality in about 35 seconds of coaching. <laughs> so that's how I describe it. So truly, She's the best like, PR person ever. <laughs> 35 seconds flat. So um, truly, so a few months ago, which is quite funny because I Christine comes up with these awesome packages and then I just go and buy them. So she came up with a package and I just had to like jump on it. Like it was kind of funny. And so I got... Uh, I got to choose uh, to have some coaching with her. And, you know, 15 minutes into coaching, she already had me on a new career path, which was hilarious. And I was so resistant to it, but it's become such a contribution to my life. She was actually the inspiration, the guide, and the coach to get me into uh, actually achieving my sex and intimacy coaching, which has done something strange. Even though I've had all this information my whole life, it's added this nuance of, confidence and um it's just added so much to my business and my and my life which has been a lot of fun so if you'd like a reality shift like that definitely find a way to find christine and i'm not going to tell you how to find her no i will you can find her on inspiredchoices.ca if you want to check out her website um you can also find her on different uh, social media sources as well you can also email her um, at Christine at inspiredchoices.ca. So lots of ways to find Christine if you'd like a life reality shift and somebody who can assist you in seeing the reality that you know is possible and get you there super, super fast. That's what her holographist coaching does is get you to see the reality that you know that you would like to have, gets you to step into it and make it real and gets you to get how much none of this like time and space and dense reality 
um, can, you know, she gets you to kind of like get that that's not real and that you can just move past all that crap. So I know I sound like I'm like talking nonsense because it sounds almost too good to be true. Like, how is that even possible? I'm a walking, talking uh, evidence of that. So, you know, just see, just check. I dare you to check her out because she actually offers like quickies which, like, 15 minutes with Christine will probably change your reality. So I would just say yes to the quickies. And you might just be like, hey, I like that. I'll have more, and then I'll have more, and then I'll have more, and then I'll have more. And then I'll have Because just like anybody who's ever slept with Christine also knows that once you've tried it, you just want more and more and more. I know that's true. <laughs> Same with her coaching. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Oh my God! You cracking me up. Just go back, <laughs> go back for more. <laughs> I, I'm gonna write a testimonial to that effect. Just like having sex with Christine, you might just have oh a little, Lord. but you want to go back for more. For those of you who you are know, like, what you the know, hell you want to. You, you know, you want it. This show is for me and Christine only. If you're still listening, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> Good on you. <ya>. If <laughs> you're brave enough to keep listening. To our conversation. This is fun. <laughs> Tonight, we'll be talking about this. You're welcome to peek in and be a voyeur and listen in our conversation. We're just going to be talking to each other because that's what we like to do. <laughs> and we're just inviting you guys to join us. We'll be talking about levels of conscious competence in sex and relationships what the heck are levels of conscious competence what what what? and how do they relate because usually people talk about them when it's related to skill sets but i think sex is a skill set too so that's where we're taking it it's going to be fun guys hold on to your britches if you're wearing any that's what you call them oh my goodness you're so funny thank you melissa it is uh, a pleasure to be with you here today and to co-host this really fun and most important topic, I believe. I believe so. I like would like to hear from you because I love when you describe, and I've been in your business coaching classes and, and also through your coaching, you talk about levels of conscious competence, and I like... I really like um, the way that you describe them because you often have a little anecdote that goes with the levels of conscious competence that I think is is so it's so easy to understand it. So if you could share that cool. with us, and then we can talk Absolutely. about it related to that. Cool. Okay. And, and and before I explain it, I want to tell you why, Melissa. For me, this has been a cornerstone supporting clients. For, for many years, so many of us, when we are desiring change, when we're desiring to grow, develop, move forward, expand, whatever it is, we have to go through the motions of learning something new and doing things in a new way. Most people that I've worked with, I would probably say 95%, find themselves in a very judgmental space when they're starting to change because it's not easy for them to to move through the changes with confidence, to move through the changes with the understanding that sometimes they're going to get it right, sometimes they're not, and how to be able to continue to move forward. So for me personally, these these learning steps have assisted me and many, many, many of my clients. And and I'll kind of give you the 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 roundup 
sentence at the end when I explain it on what a really cool thing that this can be for, for anyone. So there's four levels of the conscious learning steps. The first level is unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. Okay, you're completely unconscious to how incompetent you are at something. Mm-hmm. The second level is conscious incompetence. Oh, my God, I really suck at this. Oh, my God, this is terrible. I really suck at this. So there's four steps, and that's step number two. Step number three is conscious competence. I can do this. I can do this. I'm sure I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. So you're really concentrating in that step. And then you do it so often that now you are in unconscious competence. You don't even have to think about it. It's an automatic for you. So the, the, the antidote that I always talk about is when you're learning to brush your teeth. As a child, you watch your parents brushing their teeth, and you don't even know that that's, there's a skill to brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. You're just like, all right, whatever whatever they're doing, they're just shoving something in their mouth. All right. So you're completely unconscious to it. And then the first time they hand you a toothbrush, you know, and if you've ever seen a child the first time they have a toothbrush, it's like up their nose and down their throat. They're choking on it. They maybe cut their gums, and they're like, bleh, I want to do this, and they throw it away. This is not mm-hmm. fun. That's the conscious incompetence. I suck at this. Get this damn toothbrush away from me. And then it's like, you know, you got to learn how to brush your teeth. And so you really have to focus, right? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I remember being taught that in high, in grade school, like brush your teeth. Okay, uh, here we go, Billy. Well, up and down, up and down. One, two, three, four. And you have to be very present. Now, that stage can be a very exhausting stage because you're putting so much energy into getting it right and you have to be very present with what you're choosing and how you're doing something. And then before you know it, you are brushing your teeth, you're putting on your clothes, you're talking to somebody on the phone, you don't even think about it. It's so automatic for you to the point that you'll get be halfway through your day and you'll be like, um, did I brush my teeth today? And that is those four stages. Now, what's important is we dance between these stages. So we can yeah. dance from one to two and then back to one and then, then one, two, three, and then three, two, and then two, three, and then back and forth and back and forth. And then before you know it, you're on step number four. Now, there's a, there is a downside to going to step number four. Because when we're in step four, unconscious competence, we oftentimes will not be present with what we're choosing. And we can miss out on really beautiful opportunities. We can check out, and especially when we're talking about sex, we check out. We're not present in our bodies. And we miss something beautiful. And and so... That's just an example of those four steps. But the really cool thing that I really want to bring home to everybody is there are only four steps. So when you get to step two, you are halfway through learning this. Mm -hmm. And if you can stay present with where you are at, in which step cycle, you can move forward quickly and with a lot more ease and less judgment about your capacity to do so. I like it. I I think that's um, interesting in that you were saying that the even when you become 
to that stage of unconscious competence, you know that you know what you're doing, that even at that stage that you can check out, that at that stage you're just you're just going about it so efficiently in a way that you don't even realize you've done it. Like you were saying too, with the tooth brushing, like didn't even realize I brushed my teeth, but I did, but I did it such a good job, I didn't even realize I did it because we're forgetting to be present. And I, I'm really interested in looking at all of these from the perspective of different aspects of sex. So, for example, let's take, like, first base. You know, let's go back to, like, uh, you know, high school or maybe now it's, like, kindergarten. It's hard to say because people are having their sexual endeavors so young these days. Um, so let's say kindergarten with your first French kiss. Mm -hmm. And you're having unconscious incompetence and you don't even realize that you just French kiss somebody, right? And like, mm -hmm. you know, like the toothbrush scenario, the tongue's going up the nose and in the ear and you're like, is this French kissing? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then at some point you're like, oh, that wasn't French kissing. That was sticking my tongue in somebody's ear and up their nose. So that becomes the conscious incompetence. Maybe that wasn't so enjoyable. And then you're like, well, maybe mm -hmm. I wonder what would actually make this fun and enjoyable. Oh, maybe if I became aware of how that person likes to receive being kissed, maybe if I became aware of how I like to be kissed, maybe if I became aware of that, that conscious competence comes in. And then the unconscious competence where you're just kissing because you know how to kiss that person. And then if you get in a new relationship, you might jump back to that unconscious incompetence and you're like mm -hmm. I don't know how to kiss anymore because I don't know how to kiss this person so I think it's an interesting topic when it comes to looking at how even relationships evolve how intimacy evolves with people um, and and I'm really excited to explore so many different areas of this topic so um we are going to be heading to our first commercial break in just a few seconds so when we come back from this first commercial, we're going to dive into some fun, maybe some personal stories for you guys as well. And by all means, if you are listening and you'd like to have some insight into this in your own life, feel free to call in. We have numbers in the U.S. and Canada on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com that you can call in. Or here's the U.S. number is 1-815-880-8255. And in Canada, 1-613-800-8736. So you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And tonight we're talking about levels of conscious competence in sex and relationship. And I have a co-host today, Christine McIver, who is the CEO of Inspired Choices Network, the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, and she's also a holographist coach. And so we're talking today about these different levels of conscious competence. And just before the commercial break, if you're just joining us now, Christine described those levels of competence, the unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. And we looked a little bit at how that relates to uh, in in intimacy. We're, we're going with like a first step of kissing um, with, you know, whether it's like very intimate uh, French kissing or whatever it happens to be, looking at different ways uh, that we have these levels of conscious competence show up even in our sex lives. It's not just to do with, you know, maybe learning a skill like typing, but it can be learning a skill like being a fabulous lover as well. So from from your uh, life and perspective, Christine, how did you feel in your life? Like, at what point in your life did you start to feel like you're you became more consciously competent, or are you now feeling like you're unconsciously competent? Or what kind of phases and stages have you gone through that you can you know, share with our audience? Wow! <laughs> wow! Well, I've bring got, it I've all got, up. I've <laughs> definitely gone through them all. I can remember my first lover. I was uh, just one month shy of being 19 years old. And I was so ready, like so ready to, to you know, enjoy mm-hmm. sex. And this, <laughs> this person, um, he knew far less than I knew. He was so either nervous or completely incompetent at... I don't know what was going on with him, but it was lunch bag letdown, let me tell you. <laughs> and and then, you know, as someone who has never had sex, then I started to go into the massive self-judgment, like maybe it was me. 
Maybe it was the way I looked. Maybe it was what I did. Maybe I didn't do the right thing. I don't know. Like there was a thousand different thoughts going through my mind. And, you know, growing up Catholic, growing up in a community, a very small community, these were not conversations, Melissa, that we had. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I had no guidance as to how I was to enjoy my body, how I could enjoy his body, how I could pleasure myself, how I could pleasure him. I had no clue at all. And it was very difficult to say conscious because it was so incredibly overwhelming that I would check out. Sure. And so, you know, I was really, really wrestled with the... um, it was kind of a cross between being conscious that I really sucked and, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of like in the conscious incompetence stage a lot, but, um, but also fear kind of creeped in there a great deal. And so, you know, as, as I went forward with learning about relationships, as those relationships um, took different twists and turns being in sexual connection with these individuals, that changed as well. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when there was unkindness, when there was um, judgment, when there was neglect, you know, and then you would go to have sex with that person, my body, and I didn't know at the time, I thought there was something wrong with me, my body would start to shut down. There would be no excitement with my body. Um, I would be very dry. And this is a young woman. Like, I was a very young woman. You know, I'm in my 20s. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate sex. It's terrible. Wow. And so I wonder how many people out there can totally relate to that and maybe never even got out of that stage. There's probably so many women so, so many women that are in that place. And, you know, when you're with um, um, someone who is choosing not to be present with you, where it's just mm-hmm. a sex act and and they're not, there is not the love, there is not the connection, there is not the presence to be mm-hmm. with this person before, during, and after sex, there can be so much projection at you and so much disconnection between communication, between the energies with each other. And, and of course, it shows up in the body. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, w- sure. I yeah. really went through all of these stages, Melita. And, and you know, it's <laughs> I can understand if someone has a sex coach to actually guide them on on how they can enjoy their own bodies, how they can enjoy someone else's bodies. Because honestly, I was probably I was probably having sex for twenty years before I realized that there wasn't something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I think and, that that is so true for so many people when you say that. So many people, not just women, but I, I've heard men say that too, that they have felt that there's been something wrong with them, uh, whether it's been compatibility with the partners they're choosing or even like lack of communication between partners about what is enjoyable, what isn't, or 
willingness to explore their own bodies so that they can give their partners information like there is a massive lack of of uh, connecting with people's own bodies and then the massive lack of communication going on that seems to be it's like a plague right now so I, I'm really right. excited to see more consciousness coming in yeah and when we talk when we're talking about consciousness what I'd really like to say is it's it's being present with yourself and and so when I was having sex um, with my first husband and for him, it was a sex act, right? It was completely a sex act. And I was such a young woman. I was 23 years old. And I had no idea what was, what was supposed to, what I was supposed to do, how I was supposed to feel. And Mm -hmm. so when we were having sex, it was painful for me. And I did not know that that wasn't normal. So when we were having sex, because I still had a desire to have sex, Melissa, but when mm-hmm. it actually came time to have sex and it, the, the pain started each time, I would check out. And I didn't know, no one ever taught me to say, tell the person what you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. It has, <laughs> there are still times where I won't say what I want because that gets so deeply ingrained into you. It, it, we haven't been taught how to explain. We haven't been taught that, hey, you want to experience that. That's okay. Your desires are okay. And so that's where we're, we're we keep dancing in this conscious, you know, incompetence. We don't get to the conscious competence of of connecting with our bodies and being with our bodies and really enjoying our bodies. And enjoying our bodies doesn't necessarily mean that we have to have intercourse. Enjoying our bodies and just touching your hand and being with your hand or touching mm-hmm. your leg and, and really loving the leg that you see. Like, all of that is is such a beautiful thing when you get there. But I really think that there's more people out there that are not present with their desires, not presently connecting to their bodies to learn their desires, than there are that uh, than there are people that are. I have to agree. There, there's definitely. Um... Oh, even in relationships, you were saying, like, even now for you, that sometimes it's difficult to say what you really want. And I think there's that we don't know how to communicate what we would like. We don't necessarily have the language to describe it, or we don't feel comfortable using the language like, please stroke my clitoris this way or that way. Um, And then on the partner's behalf, sometimes the partner receiving the information can get insulted as if they're not competent, like you think I don't know what I'm doing, right? And so there's sometimes this like projection that we put on the person like, I don't want to make them feel bad by saying what to do because I don't want to make them feel like they don't know what they're doing. And that's not it. It's that every body is different and that you might have a request that's different than um, somebody else. Like, So now with this coaching class I took, I 
there was all these interesting and new fandangled techniques. And I have actually never watched so much pornography in my life as I did with these <laughs> classes, although they're technically not pornography because they're erotic instructionals. So there'll be pornographic scenes with a lot of description going on, which makes them hilarious in a lot of ways. So I've been watching all this <laughs> porn and I, you know, have all these great new ideas. So I brought them into the bedroom and um, lo and behold, I've, you know, my lover husband has said on a few occasions, he's like, was that from your course? I'm like, yeah. He's like, just so you know, that one doesn't work for me. I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, I can tell you're trying to explore stuff, but your old methods were better. I'm like, okay. So, which is cool. Like he's willing to say it. Um, yeah. And there was one day last week, I, I tried something really, really out of whack for him. And uh, he was like, afterwards, I was like, I looked at his face and I'm like, so what did you think of that? He's like, I'm not sure what to think of that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't really know what that point of that was. <laughs> it was like, um, I'll just, you know, I don't think anybody in my family listens to this, but if they do, cool. Um, anyway, it was like being very, very... Uh, it, it was just being very intimate with his testicles, and he was like, um, I don't get this. For him, it's not a thing. He doesn't like it. So I was like, right. oh, okay. Um, so afterwards, he was like, yeah, no, that's cool. But you can keep trying stuff, but just letting you know, that didn't really work for me. So but how cool it took is that, that he's, he's open to, Yeah, he's open, like, and he wouldn't know that he would or would not enjoy something if you didn't explore it. And you don't have a point of view around whether he enjoys it or not. Like you're not judging him that he has to do it this way or or he has to like what you want to explore. Yeah, it's all just a giant experiment. So that's one thing I encourage everybody out there to do is go and be willing to be on that level of, you know, conscious incompetence and unconscious incompetence. Like I didn't know I was not necessarily – um, you know, skilled in certain areas because I'd never tried them. Or mm. it may be that I am skilled in those areas, but my partner doesn't enjoy them. With with sex, it's interesting because there's that receiving end uh, as well, right? So and then I find that this can be very much related to art as well, right? So your art could be something that you might really enjoy and feel very competent at, but other people might look at it and go, I don't get it. So for them, you look incompetent, but for you, you feel very confident and competent or vice versa, right? right? It can go either way. Some of these things are very subjective. So when it comes to other people's um, involvement, you're going to end up with sometimes feeling like you're incompetent because of their reaction. But in fact, maybe you are quite competent and it's just not something they enjoy. So keep that right. in mind that not always, this is not always how not always like that clear cut as well. I think another point that's very important is is to know that when you get into a new relationship not to do not to connect this relationship to the past. So if someone reacts in a certain way that's similar to a past relationship, a past lover, if they say or do something don't automatically attach a meaning to that without being present with them and asking a question about that. 
Yes, totally. Because that is right? such a trap. Yeah. It is a trap. It's, and we yeah. allow ourselves to be locked into these traps. And and when we do this, we not only hurt the other person, because whenever you do assumption, you're you're putting them into a box. You, you, but yeah. you're also hurting yourself. You're cutting off a new possibility with a new lover. And it, Absolutely. It's, it's, incredibly, it's incredibly important that we have these conversations. And if there is something you're not comfortable with, ask them if you can park that until you're comfortable with it. And don't, totally. right? Don't just assume I was uncomfortable with that 20 years ago, so I'm going to be uncomfortable with that forever and ever. Amen. Yes. And there's a, there's a little thing I use with my sex and intimacy coaching is to go through and really get what are some of the things that you really, you know, where you really like enjoy, you know, gifting or receiving things that you really don't enjoy gifting or receiving and some things you're willing to explore. And, and to know that those things do change. So to to go back and look at them in a few months or a year or something, because sometimes when you do become more confident in some areas, say, for example, some women will say, I'll never give a blowjob, but maybe because they don't have enough information or they're not really sure how to do it or in the past they haven't gotten a lot of feedback that they, you know, had them feel happy about it, offering that, that maybe as their skills for for hand jobs maybe gets uh, more competent that maybe then they start to feel like, oh, okay, well maybe I could just add a little add a little blow job to this, right? So I think mm-hmm. we can we sometimes don't think about how um how these things change as well, you know, how they can evolve for us. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to re re look at some of the things where you were like, No, 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 no way, I'm no good at that and I'm never gonna do that because they they can they can shift and you can start to open up to you know and interesting things and be willing to be incompetent and be like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. But let's try something totally kinky. Let's see if I can tie you to the bed without cutting off your circulation. And by the way, there are ways <laughs> to do that. So. <laughs> Try not to cut off the situation. And, and you know what I have found with um, with my lover is that explaining what it is for me and why why I enjoy something invites him into a different perspective. Yes, yeah. And so, what are some of the perspectives? You know, for for anybody listening, like, what are some of the perspectives you have that are kind of holding you back from exploring. You know, what are some of those things where you're you're in the you you're kind of feeling like there's no no way I'm ever going to even try that. I think that's where that level of conscious incompetence is more when you're unconscious incompetence, you don't even realize you you would possibly or would never explore, but that conscious incompetence kind of keeps you in a place where you're like, I don't know if I'll explore I don't want to explore. I don't actually want to try that. Or so, mm-hmm. yeah. Where where would you guys like to explore that you haven't haven't yet? So we're gonna. I'll dare you to think about some kinky and wild and awesome things and where places you can stick your fingers and tongues. Just we'll start with that. 
Um, that. <laughs> so you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelanić.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We're talking today about conscious incompetence and conscious competence and all these different levels of conscious competence when it comes to sex and relationships and you know, oftentimes I think we might become conscious and more competent and more consciously competent in sex, but sometimes like our relationship area is maybe not very competent. And to me, one of the things that can create a, a really competent relationship is, is definitely communication um, is to me key. It's also key for great sex, although some people think that um, you know, knowing how to last longer is key for great sex. Uh, guess what? The key to great sex is communication. I just gave you the best freaking insight that you'll ever get. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and now you True. thought it was all about masturbating a certain way, and that's all fun too. But I got to tell you, it's communication, unfortunately. And even if you're deaf, even communication with like sign language or written. It doesn't have to be verbal. It can just be communication. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Kids, get out there. Learn to communicate. <laughs> and that You're helps so the competence too, right? So it's like, hey, you know what? 
I don't know what this part of my body is. I actually have a cousin. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Um, but my cousin that you know and I, we have a cousin who, um, at the age of 19, um, I was over in Serbia and she might listen to this show and she might not, but I won't name her name. We were over in Serbia and she wasn't actually aware of her, her body parts. So in that country, they don't really teach you sex education. So she wasn't aware of where her vaginal opening was compared to her, um, to where her urine came out compared to her anus. Like she, she didn't really know which was which, which was actually very interesting. So she, in effect, she ended up having um, quite the experience. It was quite traumatic for her learning about her her whole vulva area and her clitoris and like, what are these parts? And uh, one of my artistic cousins was with me and actually drew, drew a diagram for her as we explained her body to her. So she, at the age of 19, was truly uh, in conscious, like she was truly unconscious incompetence. She didn't know what she didn't know. And even um, until fairly recently, like she really had no clue. She really didn't even know what, other than her own body, she didn't really know what a naked body looks like. And... So for her, uh, you know, she's in quite, she's, you know, if you have like levels of mental growth, I would say that her sexual growth is stunted um, in terms of that she's like almost 40 and she doesn't have a lot of competence. Uh, She hasn't had a lot of experience to gain a lot of competence. So sometimes even just being willing to be playful and explore and not, not make it matter about how perfect you're doing something it can definitely add to you being able to become more competent, right? So going from, I don't know what my genitals look like to knowing that, Hey, I have a clitoris and I like it to be stroked in such and such a way, you know? So um, one way to gain some confidence for sure. And confidence is know your body. I would start with that. There we go. So, yeah, know your body. That's one of the tips I would add. So what do you think, Christine? What are some ways that you would, like, suggest for people to, like, we can just add these in no specific order, but what are some things you would encourage people to do to gain some confidence for sex as well? Well, I think being really present with what you desire First of all, and just take one desire. You don't have to look at anything extremely wild or crazy. But one desire and and ask ask for that from your lover. Be willing to ask. Now, sometimes when you start asking, you might need to ask when it's when you're both in the dark. That may be your level of comfort is is starting from that space where, you know, they can't see you and they can't see how uncomfortable you are. Or maybe you're asking is just leading their hand somewhere or leading their mouth somewhere or leading some body part in a direction where you want them to go. Mm -hmm. And be willing to try something. And as you do and you feel the response from that lover which most of the time is going to be positive because people actually like knowing what we enjoy. 
as you experience. We do like to please, but but we it's if you can see this as playtime and not so serious, Mm -hmm. and you allow that person to contribute to you when when you lead them towards something you enjoy and they are happy, whether they really enjoyed it to the same level that you did or not, that will begin to build your confidence to not only ask for, but maybe even take the lead role in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. I like it, taking the lead role. How many people out there are confident enough to take the lead role? whether it's to be the initiator, to ask for what you would like, to even suggest new ideas. Like, I think there's so so many ways that you can you can be taking the lead role. It's, that's fun. And, mm-hmm. and we have a we actually have a question in the chat room and the question is what would you suggest when on a date and it moves to sex? How to be confident with your body and asking the questions. So to me, first and foremost is if you're not confident with your body before you get on that date that date isn't going to make you confident with your body so so as things move to sex if you're not already feeling confident with your body um, that would not be the time it wouldn't be like walking into the bedroom and going oh my god okay i haven't been confident for the last 52 years now's the time to be confident Mm, not so much so something about uh, being for one thing being present with your your own body and the more you become your own best most favorite lover where you're like oh yeah my armpits smell fantastic oh yeah my vulva rocks the planet oh yeah and for guys like oh yeah my penis is stellar like when you get that you have these like pheromones that pulled that person in and you got Mm -hmm. pheromones that can attract people and you got body parts that even has this person want to bring you into the bedroom before any of that bringing you into the bedroom even occurs when you get that you are attractive you don't have to worry about what to ask in the bedroom about your confidence because you will be walking in there confident so that's Mm -hmm. all work to do before you actually get into into the sex and I I highly recommend that you feel that with yourself and your body before you try and have sex with somebody Um, especially because it can be devastating emotionally if you are if you're not feeling confident and then you have sex with somebody they don't call you back or you don't have this deep connection if you don't have confidence already it's going to tear you down so if you're walking in confident anyway and you have a sense of confidence, like whether they like it or not, this is what I'm offering, you know. I'm offering cherry cheesecake, and if they want carrot cake, they're going to have to go somewhere else. That's just, mm-hmm. that's my bakery. That's what I'm offering, right? So <laughs> it's not wrong. It's just what I'm offering. And right. if you don't take it personal, and you just are willing to enjoy it and have fun, um, you can have you can have a different experience, right? And I think... Um, a lot of people seek confidence from others. So they're seeking to get feedback from somebody else. They're seeking to get, you know, feedback from their lover to say they were great in bed. If you don't know that you are uh, skilled, and you'll know that when you experiment with yourself, you're going to know that you've got skills. You, 
if you can turn yourself on, if you can like pull off like tweaking your own nipple and stimulating your clit at the same time, you got some skill level going on. You got like the dual hand action, <laughs> right? So you know you can do stuff. You got some skills, right? <laughs> and you're it's sniffing so your own armpit at the same time. I'm saying that because that's how I that's how I operate. <laughs> If you can pull off different sensory actions and like really be present with smells and senses and visuals and all of that simultaneously and you get super, super present with yourself, you can be super present with your lover and, you know, you could do something crazy like fart in their face and feel really confident about it and be like, yeah, I just did that (laughs) and you're good with it. (laughs) You are so funny. Okay, I'd like to add to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, first of all, if when you're going on a date, if you want to feel confident, begin to create that confidence with yourself. Like you said, wear something that when you wear that outfit, that shirt, that that those pants, that skirt, those high heels, those boots, mm-hmm. wear mm-hmm. the things that make you feel confident. If you go in a raggy T-shirt, you're not going to feel confident. It, it really, clothes can be a contribution to enhancing your confidence. So that's the very Absolutely. first thing that I would strongly suggest. The next thing that I would suggest is to to really acknowledge this person wants to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn straight they want to have sex with me. I'm hot. Hello. Yes, they want to have sex with me. Now, you may feel like you you um, suggested maybe they don't call you back. You may feel like, I don't want to have sex on the first date. I would feel more comfortable, you know, really feeling confident that they are in this for more than just a, a quickie. And so maybe you want to wait for the second or the third date until you feel confident with where you would like the relationship to be. And that's okay. That's totally okay. But understand your desired. (laughs) Know you are desired. Allow that to contribute to your confidence. And, you know, there is a time where, you know, we'll look at our bodies and we'll judge our bodies and we'll be like, oh, my butt's too big or my belly's too big or, you know, I'm not tall enough. I'm too short, too tall. Like, we all have our things. (laughs) I remember a while ago I said something, you know, I felt like I was really putting on some weight, Melissa, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling very sexy. And and (laughs) my lover looked at me and said, I'm sorry. (laughs) You have boobs. You have a pussy. Men don't care about anything else. (laughs) They really (laughs) do not look at it like women do. They don't. And one of the, the sexiest things um for anyone is to have laughter and play and confidence laughter and play will pull somebody in they nobody wants to be you know go through the inquisition or have the seriousness we we desire to be in relationship with each other we desire to relate to each other and to have joy and pleasure Absolutely. 
cool. So there was a request to ask some questions of the body as well. And I think one of the things that, you know, even when you are walking in confident, you're dressing confident, and you can ask your body, like, hey, body, which clothes will uh, contribute to me feeling more confident? You can absolutely mm-hmm. approach it from that perspective. And sometimes you just know, you know, sometimes just knowing is fast. Um, and you, you start to just, no, because you're constantly asking those questions that it just becomes part of you. So as you're developing that, though, you know, walking into your closet, holding the clothes, asking, you know, um, will this increase my confidence? If I wear this, will it increase my confidence? Will this bring up my sexiness? Will this rock my sexy world? But I think mm-hmm. also one of the things um, that I would add is, you know, will having sex with whoever this person is, will having sex with so-and-so, will that expand my confidence and will that expand my competence? You know, will it increase my competence? You know, because that's part of the kind of learning factor. It's like having sex with so-and-so could increase your competence. You might learn how to become like the world's greatest hand job giver because this person just taught you some skill that you never knew about. So I think, you know, asking some of those additional questions can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I so think what we if, have a follow-up. What if you... Yeah. Sorry. There, we there's have a another follow-up. question. Yeah, somewhere, so, sorry, you go. Yeah. Somewhere I found myself judging myself on my performance. And for one, I just want to ask you, like... Do yeah. not negate the fact that the person that you are with, you may be picking up on their... Um, lack of self-confidence because men it's been projected at men that they have to be studs and they have to be super confident and they many of them do not feel that way and yet they feel like they have to project that and you may be picking that up from them so you've got to really look at that as well And if you've had a lover actually say to you, which I've had um, somebody who said, I don't understand, I can't have sex with you, blah, 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 it wasn't very good. Um, But he stuck around for like 10 years, but constantly like degraded my my performance. You got to get that that's their shit. Um, So they're, you know, whatever they're willing to receive from you. And in terms of judging yourself is like, if you can enjoy your own body and you know you're good at that, you got some skills. So it's just being with a person who can receive your skills and your skill level. So asking, is this person willing to receive what I'm really great at in bed, what I can offer in the sack? So we are wrapping up our show. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone. With sensual movement artist Milica Yelenic. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.